Welcome, folks, to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. Today, we're going to be doing our uh, recap and review of WandaVision Episode 5. So uh, we'll uh, just get right into it with our uh, first impressions. Ryan, you want to go first? I mean, again, it's such a good show. I love this fucking show. I, I, this show is so good. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying that we're finally getting to the point where we're seeing this combination of the MCU world with the WandaVision sort of presentation. So uh, I just, I love that we're seeing more reveals. This episode had a kind of a big twist sort of at the end. I mean, something I didn't quite see coming, but I, I did see some foreshadowing through the show and, and, uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying where this is going. I really want to see, you know, where we end up. I, I think it's going to have a lot of big impacts for the MCU overall. Yeah. I'm, we're definitely going to talk about that, that ending. Um, I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. And so, they're, and they're all pretty positive. Uh, so let's get into a recap. All right. So this episode, we begin uh, with we begin in the within WandaVision, the show, and it's looking like the 80s. Now, Wanda has like this sort of updo hair. They've got the twins in their little cribs and the crib and the twins are crying. Uh, they don't know how to stop them. And then Agnes comes over to try and help out. She's in a like a 80s uh, jazzercise outfit. And there's like a little, there's a moment where there's a bit of the breaking of the simulation and Vision notices it. And this is the first time Vision kind of confronts Wanda. Like, do you, did you not notice that? That was, that was really strange. Well, it's maybe the, I think it's the first time he, really self-aware confronts her, but I he, think he has noticed some things prior. I, that's why I'm saying it's the first time he confronts her. Yeah. Like strongly on it, but then he's distracted by his twins turning five. Yeah. Just, uh, they just, you know, poofed, uh, you know, the whole issue with them crying. He notices that they've stopped crying and they're like, where do the babies go when they don't see them in their cribs and bam, they turn around and their, their children are five now. So adorable little children. Yeah. Um, and this takes us to the opening title sequence, which I mean, I didn't watch a lot of those 80s sitcoms, but God, the the stencil outline being filled with color and the pictures aging up over time. Like I I've seen those shows. I've seen those title sequences. Yeah, I think I mean, I know that one of them is kind of a full house sort of uh, uh, throwback, right? Because that's how they, you know, they run into the park and sit down thing. And yeah, but I, you know, again, I, I maybe didn't watch enough of those shows to know exactly what those but but they feel familiar i mean i've I, you know i remember watching all kinds of different ones when i was so young that i can barely remember them anymore and they just seem so familiar so yeah just hitting that strong 80s sitcom vibe yeah it, it's 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 there this is probably like this is the first time like the sitcom format has felt like strongly familiar to me yeah definitely like i'm almost interested to see it, it it's just more of what I think is actually amusing. So that's increased my um, appeal to this specific episode. Yeah. As we come out of the title sequence, though, we snap back to reality, reality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it starts with uh, Monica. You can hear these voices sort of questioning her about the experience uh, from within the anomaly. 
and uh, she's you know responding a little bit and coming to and uh, a bit we, stoic. Yeah, yeah. And she then we have Jimmy Woo and uh, Darcy show up and they say, "Hey, there's a briefing going on. In a couple minutes, you got to come to it." They all head to the briefing, and uh, the director of Sword Hayward. He basically says, you know, new situation report is Wanda's the villain here and she's the one controlling everything. Monica, Monica is kind of opposing that view. They're, they're, well, Monica and Jimmy are opposing the view that Wanda is doing this as some sort of terrorist act, which yeah. is the which is apparently the official uh, sword opinion on the situation at this point. Yeah. So very typical government militaristic response where they're they're treating it as you know, some sort of major threat, um, which again, I, I don't think they're completely wrong in believing that it's the but, intent behind it. I think yeah. that they disagree on. Yeah. So they come away from that meeting and, uh, I kind of lost my track of thought there on where they go to. I, at that point, it comes back to the WandaVision show. Um, the five-year-old boys have found a dog and there's this whole little sequence with the dog and everything. And uh, once again, Agnes comes over with the with the doghouse exactly what they need. Yeah, and, Vision specifically even n- had a feeling based on that earlier interaction that he said, you know, because uh, Wanda points out that he's in his uh, human looking form, and he says, I have a feeling that someone's going to show up soon. So he's almost expecting, you know, kind of getting this cue that hmm, there, there's something strange and going on here from earlier and he was right that Agnes showed up just in time with a doghouse. Um, and then another small interaction where Wanda actually poofs a, uh, dog collar into being right in front of him. And vision has a problem with that. He's, he was like, well, what are you doing? You're, you know, you're being very, you know, you're, you almost let somebody know what's going on. He, he's challenging her again. And we see this interaction going on and, you know, in the end they sort of resolve that the kids are asking if they can have the dog, they say, Wanda says to them, well, we, we think that you should be, you know, you can't have a dog until you're 10. So, of course, apparently the the twins' powers is that they can age at any time yeah, they want. They, so they, they just become 10. Yeah, it's just time to become 10 so they can keep the dog. So uh, that happens. Um, I guess. And then I think the next scene takes us to, is it Vision going to work? Or um, we jump back into the real we world? We jump back to the real world and they... They start talking about the uh, the properties of the world within it and how like Darcy and Jimmy are like, oh, who or Jimmy asks, who are these boys? Who are the newborns? And Monica responds, oh, those are actually the um, uh, Wanda's children. And they're like, well, they can't. Cre- well, it's not like Wanda's creating everything. The some of these are hallucinations, but then they take the time to go look at the clothes that Monica came out in, which she went in with a Kevlar vest and an, and a sword uniform on. She came out in that seventies garb. And when they do a test on it, they reveal that the seventies clothing is made of the Kevlar that of the vest that she went in with. Yeah. So it is showing that, that confirming what I've said before, that it is literally altering reality matter that goes into and, and changes it fundamentally in a permanent way. Cause it's still there. It's still outside in the real world. And they use this to come up with the idea of sending an older technology in to uh, investigate. And then we get vision with the, uh, 
in the office Mm -hmm. where he talks to Norm and they sort out this whole new newfangled email system that they have. Yeah. And they receive an email. They intercept, I assume, an email from sword from sword. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's directed to them. It's something referring referring to the Maximoff anomaly and 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 Darcy's findings. Yes. So and that again, that's breaking the the fourth wall here. It's breaking visions, uh, his acceptance of the world around him and to a point where he even uh, is questioning what Norm isn't seeing anything wrong with this. And so vision using some kind of mind stone manipulation touches his head and actually breaks Norm out of the mind control for a moment. And he sees Norm's reaction. He sees the subconscious or the suppressed personality there. And he's panicked. He wants to talk to his family. He wants out. He wants it to stop. Yeah. And so a vision does put him back into his unsuppressed, uh, or the suppressed state where, you know, he's just Norm from the little TV show. But, uh, but it definitely troubles vision a bit. Um, so, Cut back to Wanda with the kids. Uh, the kids. Hmm. So Wanda with the kids. The kids are doing tricks with the dog. And yes, uh, you know, she, she said, you know, they ask where dad's at. Dad went to work. And then she's having kind of a talk with the kids about how, oh, you know, daddy had sometimes he just needs a little time away. But, you know, he still loves you. Uh, family is forever. She's kind of just making these good, good, you know, wholesome, wholesome sitcom, sitcom value yeah. sort of little talk. And the kids actually using this moment, they just happen to inquire, you know, did you ever have a brother mom when they, when she references family and you can see again, like this uh, sort of like breaking Wanda breaking out and remembering these things when, uh, and trying to interpret or uh, somehow figure out what to say to her kids in this moment, how to word it, how to word that, you know, her brother without telling them that her brother died, that, you know, he's gone and dead. She says that he's just far away. So what happens though? During Spark, Sparky starts barking at the door. Yeah, there's some sort of something's going on. The kids say, no, "Sparky, there's something making him angry, or you know, there, there's something wrong outside." Wanda goes out to investigate, releasing the dog and the kids following behind her. And what comes in is an '80s era drone that is being piloted by Monica Rambeau, and she is able to communicate directly f- through the drone, and, and the signals make it into the world and are able to transmit to Wanda. But when the signals start to go a bit haywire, the director tells the, um, uh, the crew to shoot a missile, which Monica was unaware that this drone came equipped with a weapon and they have to, they, they lose track of the drone completely and Wanda leaves. Yeah. She ends up, we, the outside in the real world, they, you know, say there's an anomaly detected, something's coming out, and out comes the Scarlet Witch in her garb, uh, dragging the drone that's been affected by her powers along the ground, tosses it back to them and says, is this yours? Which I want to She point- has an accent. Yeah, and she does have her accent back again. Again, it's very light now, but it is like the, you know, a- and, you know prior, you know, Eastern European accent that's maybe come- become a- more acclimated to an American accent. Yeah. Um, I want to point something out really quick. That Hayward said fire the missile at Wanda, but her kids are clearly standing right next to her. I mean, fuck that guy. Yeah, I know, right? Like he was just like, whatever, blow her up. Like, yeah, several several layers of that guy can suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think maybe that's something to talk about a little more. We're getting a little more about that character, but we'll get to that a bit later. So she comes out, they sort of confront her, Monica Rambo, Hayward, 
tries, and tries to empathize with her, tries to connect with her. Like, you know that I'm an ally. You let me in. You help, let me help you deliver your babies. And you could tell maybe she could have gone somewhere if if um, uh, Wanda wasn't so upset with the what was an attack on not only her, but on her children. And as a display of power, mind controls all of the guards who have their guns trained on her and has them to train it on the director as she leaves. Yeah. And she just asserts, don't, you know, like... Stop. Yes. Stop. This is her realm. She does not want their interference. And next time, she probably won't be as gentle. Yeah. And there's definitely a little cognitive distance here, how she says, this is my home and I'm not doing anything wrong or something, but... But, you know, Hayward makes a perfectly firm point that she is literally holding an entire town of like thousands of people hostage. It, it's yeah, it's a it, there's some. We we can discuss that as well yeah. later. Yeah, Um, I want to stop right here and actually go back to something that we previously just forgot to uh, include in our recap, which was pretty important that earlier in that briefing, Hayward reveals a top secret video footage. Yes, that Wanda had actually broken into sword and essentially stolen the visions corpse. So before that, it was stored with sword and she went in there and did that. So that is one thing that, you know, he he used as sort evidence. of uh, evidence that, you know, she is definitely not she that she is dangerous, that she is not, you know, just being nice here, that she's not trying to cooperate. And to sort of lend uh, aid to what his, you know, view of it is. I wanted to point that out. We kind of skipped over it, but we can get back to where we were just at. Yes. So back in WandaVision, the boys are looking for their dog and they are searching high and low. And eventually they do find him with Agnes. But unfortunately, Sparky has passed away. Yeah. He's eaten too many leaves from an azalea bush, I believe it was. Yeah. So this is another one of those sitcom moments where Wanda the, try to teach the boys about, you know, how things pass away, but families forever. And this is points again. This is where the title of the episode really comes into clear a very special episode. Mm-hmm. It is b- very much that 80s idea of a very special episode where mm-hmm. a, a strong theme is addressed and mm-hmm. it's important for the kids to understand and to work with death. Yeah. And Wanda specifically tells the boys, like, don't you try to age up again. And you might want to run away from the feelings, but you have to sit with this. And she's making that really strong point. But but the boys sort of have this strange moment where they say, but mom, you can change things. You can you can make things different. You can you can stop this. You can and they you I can think bring they, back the dead. Yeah, you can bring back the dead. They say you can bring back the dead, which I don't yeah. know where I, they got the idea that they could that she could bring back the dead was. And Agnes stops for a moment and says, you, you can do that? Yes, which earlier we, we did see Agnes kind of break out and she had this awareness uh, to Wanda. But this this also seems like well, Agnes is literally surprised. Like she's not in character when yeah, she says this. She's, she's like, you can bring back the dead. And, and Wanda, she's looking off in the distance and there's this kind of weird, strange moment where, uh, I don't know, something is going through her mind and... And it's a, it's sort of a strange little moment. But she ends up telling the boys, no, no one can bring back the dead. Death is something you have to accept, which is, I mean, a bit of irony considering mm-hmm. that the entirety of WandaVision is her denying Vision's death. And we see another example of her denying death later on. But so Vision appears to... 
So they it kind of pans back to her at the house. No, a vision appears with them with the dog and everything. Oh, vision appears there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He comes up and tries to comfort the boys about their lost dog. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the house. Right. And we have Vision and Wanda um, uh, sort of at first talking about how rough a day it is. And then Vision confronts Wanda about his talk with Norm and all the things that are going on. And the Wanda tries to keep brushing it off, tries mm-hmm. to put it off. But it becomes like in a an almost violent confrontation where they're they have their powers out. They're flying up in the air. I want to point out something, though, that. One, uh, so in this moment, they you know it gets very tense, but there there is a strong aggressive reaction, emotional reaction for both of them, and there's some strange things that happen. One, the vision floats up into the air before Wanda does. She matches him, and they both float in the air. But he is doing Wanda's pose, her flying in the air, one leg you know up and the other leg pointed straight down, and is holding his hands out, which is not how the vision ever flies. Vision just yeah. floats and exists, like he doesn't you know there's there's no need for him to sort of propel himself um and he also gets very very emotional in this moment it it, in the kitchen like they move from the kitchen to the living room and at some point wanda tries to cut off the conversation by doing like a credit roll with Mm -hmm. a theme song rap yeah and vision vision hasn't doesn't want any of it and as they move from the kitchen into the living room the credits cut away and he goes from the human vision form to the his real form Mm -hmm. and that's when we have the flight scene taking place yeah and and he even mentioned specifically no we're not just gonna go to sleep tonight and we're not gonna watch tv and you're not just gonna you know roll everything forward and reset everything so he's even has some awareness that this has happened before that that he's maybe become aware and that she's just kind of like reset everything with a new era and, and rolled everything and he 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 tries to give her credence he's i don't know if you were aware of this from the beginning and maybe you only recently became aware of what you're doing but the this is wrong. There's some, this is not a okay situation. He notices, he notes that there are no other children in this town. There's an empty playground that he passes whenever he goes to work and there, but no children to be found. And that's a interesting note. And Wanda does say an interesting thing. She does say, I don't know when this all started is one thing I, I I, I took the, I actually took the quote of that. I don't know how any of this started in the first place. Exactly. So which lends to the idea that maybe uh, I, I think I stated before that maybe Wanda has become aware of the situation she's in and that she has control and that it stems from her. But but I don't I don't believe that some sort of outside influence. I, I think the fact that the Wanda ball being dropped, that it was all Wanda's doing has happened so early into the show mm-hmm. does lend me to believe that. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not all her. There's something we're not getting yet. Yeah. But we can kind of elaborate more on that in a second here. Because we come to the final moments of the show, the big reveal, sort of. Uh, Something that I think was foreshadowed multiple times in the episode. And when it comes, at first I I almost knew exactly who it was. But then even then, I feel like it was turned on its head. We have the doorbell ring. Yeah, I expected one person. And we got somebody else. The doorbell rings and we get a, you know, door opens a little bit of surprise on Wanda's face. We get the back of the head, a silver hair slicked back. And as we, we finally get we to see. We even cut into reality of Darcy looking at the screen, yeah. watching what's happening. Yeah. With, like eyes fixed. Yeah. And she's like, oh. so everybody's surprised at this point. And what we, who we have walk in? Pietro. 
of course, Pietro Quicksilver, her brother. Played by Evan Peters of the X-Men movies. Yeah. Not not the actor who played Pietro in Age of Ultron. Exactly. And, and even Darcy in the real world says she recast Pietro. So to confirm that the in the MCU, Darcy realizes that that's not her actual brother, Pietro. Yeah. It is somebody representing him. But us, as the outside observers here, we all know that that is Quicksilver as he exists in the X-Men franchise. Peter Maximoff. Yeah, Peter Maximoff. Yes. All right, so that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. They hug. He has some like little like cheesy cheesy like sitcom lines like, who's the popsicle? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, you know, now that we've basically got through most of that, let's uh, try to, you know, do some of our... uh, thoughts on the uh on uh, specific points here so we'll start off with pietro since he's the most recent thing we were just on um let me what what are your thoughts about that how did that kind of hit you i i know for me it was i think they hit the perfect note of leading up these expectations foreshadowing it and then turning us on our head and still making me go oh my god very much so like it's funny because i think i overheard some conversation with people saying, oh, I think Evan Peters is going to be in WandaVision. And I I completely blocked that out of my mind. I was like, they're bringing back actual Pietro right now. We are going to see Age of Ultron guy. And when I saw his face, I I was just freaking... And I, it, it's helped by me. I haven't watched any of the X-Men movies. I've seen little clips of his Quicksilver scenes. I know that people really like him. He's sort of one of the standouts in those movies. But I haven't watched any of the movies that he is in. But I love him as an actor from like American Horror Story, for example. Yeah, I, I, I think he's very good. So I'm very interested to see him play this character. See what it means. Who is he? Is he... Has she removed him from the X-Men universe and placed him into this universe? Or is this just some guy that's been cast to be Pietro within the simulation? Yeah. I Or or is it potential that it is kind of just like a haha, guys? Yeah, we recast Pietro because the original actor can't come back or some something like that. And they just got literally the Quicksilver from there. I think there's a small possibility that's it. I don't think that's what it is. I think that they this is an avenue of the introduction for the X-Men to be in this universe and to literally take those ones from first class and take these characters that we see and and how they are going to come into the MCU that, that somehow uh, we know that there's a lot of this multiverse spanning movies coming ahead, that they're going to be these plot lines based on uh, there being multiverses. And we know that Dr. Strange multiverse of madness and in the new Spider-Man movie is going to incorporate multiple uh, multiverses Multi- coming together. Multiple Spider-Men. Multiple Spider-Men, literally the ones that we've seen through the years, uh, we you know are confirmed. We know that they are going to have some sort of roles in it. So this interaction right here, I think, is the our first WandaVision. It's our first little taste. Yeah, it's our first taste. It's going to be our, our how we see these things coming into the MCU. It's going to explain maybe the mechanisms by why by which some of these things happen. So him coming in was just, I mean, it, it was kind of just I think. The WandaVision writers, directors are just hitting the perfect notes right now with it, that kind of uh, ending. It it got me so it it made me upset that I had to wait another week. Like it, and that sort of perfect TV, like when you're just, oh, my God, why? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to wait? Yeah, no, it's I, I, I agree with that entirely. 
I, I have friends that aren't even watching WandaVision because they don't want to have to wait the whole week. And in some ways, I think maybe they're wise because if I could just been watch it, I would probably be a little happier. But but it is this is that old style of having to wait, anticipating, like and looking it, forward to it every week. It, it's that same thing with The Mandalorian. Like I think in the second season of The Mandalorian, I did end up binging it. In the first season, I watched it week to week. And there is appeals on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. But I think for this, because it's a mystery, it's like an ongoing mystery. I mm-hmm. think I think the giving it a week to week it makes it better and it makes you like cherish it longer. Like this is our first taste of the MCU in like over a year. Mm-hmm. I want to savor every moment of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think really it's just a typical, you know, instant gratification kind of culture. Like I just want to binge watch the whole season right now. But I think this is it's good to make us wait. And I think it builds anticipation and it's making me appreciate it a lot more. So, yeah. Um. So let's get to another point here. Um, I think we wanted to touch on maybe who the, maybe now that we have a little more clues or something, what is going, why is this happening? I am still in the belief that while Wanda may have become aware of what's happening, she is not the one that's made this happen. I don't think, I think somehow something has come to her or, or like some kind of instance occurred that gave her the opportunity to take this, but I don't think that she's the one really a ri- like, maybe it's all based off her powers. Like something is like manifesting through her and expanding her abilities. But I think that something wants something here. I, and I think the twins or vision are connected to it somehow, or maybe this ability to bring things back from the dead. Uh, if, if uh, or even if she's not genuinely, we're not, we don't understand exactly what it meant for Pietro to come back. If he's we literally, still, yeah. we don't know. Is this, is this Pietro Pietro or is this a just recasting of Pietro? Is this, or is it Peter Maximoff from the yeah. X-Men universe that, it, that understands inherently he is the Scarlet Witch's brother, but in a different multiverse or something. Yeah. We, uh, so that, that question remains to be answered. But um, I, I think with these elements of potential, I mean, if the vision has been resurrected, even if he didn't have a true sense of life, there's that's, I mean, that's very significant. Again, the mind stone seems to be apparent on his forehead, but is that the mind stone or is it just some, you know, something that Wanda's putting there because she needs it to be there? Point of note, we've, we've seen that some things translated outside of the hallucin- of the hallucination outside of the hex, as Darcy calls it, stay that way. Um, uh, Monica remained Ger- in Geraldine's clothing and hairstyle outside of it. But even within the within the hex, Wanda is able to see Vision's dead face from the previous episode. So I'm inclined to believe that that it, that is a trick of the hex and not a permanent thing. Yeah, that's and and so another thing that lends me maybe lends credit to what you're saying is that in the moment when they are getting an altercation, we're, we're seeing a lot of things about vision that are not genuine. They're not what vision would do. Like the way he flies in the air, that's not vision. That's, that's really Wanda almost pr- uh, projecting onto him. Yeah. Uh, he's getting very emotional. The vision is not emotional. He is an artificial intelligence, essentially a robot that says not incapable of feeling things as we've seen, but is mostly completely logical. Yeah. We've, we, and we've sort of been on this track since even the second episode with the gum thing, we, 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 we're aware that vision is not right. And the question is what is vision? How much of the real vision is there and how much of it is just Wanda bringing, bringing this into life and the twins. We, I believe that the twins are Wanda's children, 
but how are they made? Yeah, how are they made? Are they Vision's children? Uh, how how do they? Again, he was a he was a synthesoid, so maybe maybe they are Vision's blood children, but he doesn't have blood. So maybe there's another acting force that created these children. Yeah, and clearly they there's something strange about the children. So one thing that I don't think we quite mentioned earlier was that. Wanda, when she's trying to get the babies, when Billy and Tommy are still in baby form, uh, to go to sleep, but she says, all right, I don't believe in shortcuts, but maybe we'll just poof and tries to use her Scarlet Witch powers on him. It doesn't work. And those it, powers work on everybody. Yeah. Every every person in this thing, even Vision, she can use her powers on. Yeah. And it's it's powerful to like it works on, you know, adult humans and, you know, that are like trained soldiers and forces them to train their guns on their command outside of the heck. She's able outside to do hex. that, but she yeah. can't control these two kids within within her realm. So that really does bring up a lot of questions. That small moment. It's kind of passed over in the show. It just happens. But the idea that her sons aren't affected by her powers, is that because they are her sons because they come from her? Are they resistant to whatever power she has? Does that mean, is it because they are in they are somehow manifested of the vision and, be, and the vision can't be affected by her powers as much because he is an artificial intelligence? Is it that there's something more to them? Are they more powerful than her? So I there's mean, a, just a lot of questions right in that. I mean, we're going to, only time will tell what the, what powers they have or may have when they're older. Like, cause she has powers naturally her kids should have the mutant powers too. And this, this Pietro we have. Is he Quicksilver or is he just Pietro? Is he going to have the super speed? Will mm -hmm. he have that? Or yeah. And that I think will tell us whether or not this is a legitimate mm -hmm. brother to her or just someone she's mm -hmm. cast to fill the role. Yeah. Oh, so one thing I think you had a you had mentioned this in a previous one, and I think it's confirmed here today. Um, so the commercials. I think the commercials are are not necessarily actually related to anything. I think they're just sort of manifestations of Wanda's subconscious. Yes, because the brand of paper towel is Lagos. Yeah, which is the location of one of the major events uh, where she, I, I believe is where she. Um, it's the Civil War location where, where she, she blew up a building. Yeah, and it's literally literally one of the phrases in it because it is uh, a paper towel commercial is for when you need to clean up messes that you accidentally made or something. So there's yeah. this little subconscious you know, feeding back into she made a mistake there and wanting to work And the liquid away. that they keep cleaning up is red. So they're trying to clean up the mess that the that the scar the scarlet mess made in Lagos. Yeah, exactly. So I think that kind of confirms what you said before that these are just sort of subconscious manifestations. And uh, again, it's the same man and woman. Yeah, which does, you know, make me question are they just people from the town? I don't know if there was a little if they were the ones on the, if any of them were on the board or if they are something else, maybe in some weird way, uh, this is just a random, no basis of it, that that's like her parents. If these are subconscious things coming out, maybe that's supposed to be like what her parents look like somehow. Possibly. Just a thought. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, the, again, I have no reason to think that, but I'm just throwing something out there. Maybe they are the devil <laughs> incarnate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, <laughs> that we can, we can actually talk about that too. Um, so another point I would like to get to is, uh, Hayward kind yes. of, yeah. So when we first see him in, I think it was the last episode, um, where he's if, introduced, yes, last episode, uh, he doesn't seem quite like, uh, you know, he seems like a firm leader and, uh, has a pretty decent rapport with Monica Rambeau and everything seems okay, but he seems generally reasonable. Yeah. But in this, this episode, I think we're really seeing 
more of this frightened uh, and, you know, very reactive sort of uh, militaristic way of alignment that he is really treating this as a major threat. Yeah. And he takes very hardline black and white stances and is not really open. He's not open to really hearing what Jimmy, Monica, Darcy have to say, unless they give him direct results because he, he sees the Scarlet Witch as a threat who has stolen from sword. And he is, he is treating this as if she is a terrorist and they need to stop her because she is a bad guy. And I, I think Monica and Jimmy and Darcy see a little more nuance. See, because they're paying attention to what the show is. The show isn't anything dangerous. It's just her. It, it appears to be her trying to cope with the loss of vision, trying to bring back vision. Mm-hmm. It's her trying to be happy. Yeah. And there's a part of me that kind of thinks he's, I mean, again, I pointed out earlier that he he had her firing them firing missiles when her kids were standing next to her. I mean, like they he was basically saying fire missiles on kids. To him, maybe the twins don't aren't real, or maybe that you know they're they're less of a consideration or something along those lines. But I part of me wants to kind of disregard that a little bit. Maybe that's something almost the the uh, writers didn't quite see. I and, I mean I think it's fundamentally stupid. Like he's the director of sword and he thinks a missile fired at the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it is silly. And there's a part of me that thinks that the way he's trying to approach things are maybe the way that, hey, he has to be like a strong leader. He's in charge of a major organization and they're like dealing with the biggest threats to the world, essentially. So maybe he's just trying to do his job effectively and it's or, not. But or, I, I think or maybe he's being manipulated. Maybe that's potential. I think there's a lot of potential that sword is somehow involved in what's going on i mean again here's another like random conspiracy theory kind of thing is that maybe he like let it secretly slip to the scarlet witch where um you know the vision's body was like he was sort of manifesting it he wanted it to happen and then because let's let's talk about that top secret they only found out she was a bad guy after monica came out and yet they had the whole time footage of wanda taking the vision's body. Yeah, exactly. That, that kind of concerned me where this whole time he said, Oh, Hey, I just need you to go down and help with the missing persons report. But apparently nine days ago, uh, or, or even less days ago at this point, it'd be maybe seven or something. It's been a couple of days already. Yeah. Uh, apparently a week ago, you, the Scarlet witch broke into a secret sword like, headquarters. Look, I mean, granted in that situation, this is top secret information. She didn't need to know that she's been grounded. Her, Mm -hmm. her, her access is limited. Once they find out that Wanda and vision are in this place, that's when you let that people know the full story of the situation. You don't just keep thinking, Oh, Wanda and vision are victims here. Yeah. He he even says he's like, Oh, now, now confirmed that previously thought victim is now the victimizer. Like, what, what do you mean? How did you not re, how did you not immediately assume she's a victimizer and reveal this? You guys evidence? know. You only you know. I mean, again, again, it doesn't confirm that he, that she's a victimizer necessarily, but but I think it seems weirdly convenient that now you reveal the video that then makes her you know lends credit to your statement that she's the victimizer. So I, mm, I don't know. It's questionable. He's got layers. I think there's a little more to it there. I think uh, I I'm starting to get this like subversive feeling about him where he's he doesn't seem like he's all on board and we're they're trying to give us little hints or clues, but it almost feels like part of it is yes. We like he, he, there's a little too much questionable about him to believe he's just this sort of naive and this 
patently like, oh, let me fire a missile at an Avenger. That will work. But it feels maybe even lazier for him to be like, this will be the third time that the head of like one of the secret agencies has been secretly a bad guy. I mean, first shield was Hydra. And then there was the going back in time in Captain Marvel, the reveal that, I mean, it was a temporary reveal, but the, the leader of shield was the, uh, what are the shape? Uh, scroll scroll. Yeah. That he, it's kind of become a tired narrative that the people in higher up powers aren't who they appear to be or are being manipulated somehow. But I'm inclined to believe that he's being manipulated somehow. Maybe I've just been trained to believe that mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I really think that this show is setting up to try and subvert our expectations. I think they're doing so far a relatively good job at doing that. And so I foresee more subversion. If we're being led to believe that he's kind of a dick, I almost feel like in the end he's not going to be a dick. Um, or that he, I mean, he's just, he's just a human guy doing the best that he can. Maybe, it's, maybe it's, yeah. I, I want to give him the credit that that's the very potential. Here. And I was so sold that this is all Wanda's doing everything Wanda's doing. And now I'm like, well, maybe it's not, but maybe they're, maybe that's the trick. Maybe they want us to not think it's Wanda now, now that they've made it so clear that it is Wanda. So they want us to think, oh, it's not Wanda. Yeah. But then it is Wanda. Yeah, exactly. But then it's yeah. not. And it's, it's. Do you happen to know what the the episode count is for the series? Uh, I think I think it's or season. I mean. It's either eight or ten. I originally okay. was told it was eight, but I can confirm that right now if you want to vamp a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm just thinking. I think you had already said this, but to reiterate, for us to be it to be shoved in our face that it is Wanda at this point, it's not the end big reveal here. So I really think. I mean, just from the for the sake of how TV shows go, that there needs to be more. They can't just have resolved it's Wanda. Even if she came out and was really directly aggressive to them, she specifically says she didn't know how this all started. So I believe that I'm confirmed in thinking that Wanda at some point became more aware through these episodes. She was kind of just reacting in, within them, but things have broken her out, and now she's understanding that she she is sort of manifesting or a part of this world, but, but she's probably just not wanting, she's denying a bunch of things. She wants to just be a part of this perfect little world that she has. She wants to, she wanted to ignore those strange little things happening earlier with Agnes as well. She didn't, she was just, Oh, I think she was just confused, honey. I don't know it. She doesn't want to know or have to even deal with that. This isn't a real world. She wants to just be real. She just wants to keep living it. And, uh, you know, I, I think I understand that she's just willing to look away or not pay attention to any inconsistencies and, and whether she's being manipulated or not, she doesn't care. She's got what she wants. She's with Vision, has her, you know, her her boys, her family, and apparently now even has her brother back. So why would she want any of this to end? If she looks into it too much, that's probably going to lead to an ending or something going wrong. I did find, according to a Screen Rant article, it is nine episodes. But weirdly, I've actually had this... This has been a show that's been really difficult to find episode lists because a lot of the time you'll be able to see episode lists in advance of a show to like know you get like a title of the episode and you see when the episode's airing and when it's like I've like it's occurred to me in the past. I've tried to look up like the episode count to this before and it's been kind of difficult to do so, but I did find it, it appears to be nine episodes. And so we're we're past the halfway mark at this point. But there's four to go, and let's see. That's 90s. 
the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s, if we continue that, because last episode was a sort of repeat of episode of, of the prior episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, if we see that that similar track and we follow it all the way through, there's room for her to literally bleed into modern day uh, television and maybe at a point where she just I assume at some point the hex has to end. I, I don't know that WandaVision is confirmed for more seasons or anything, but I don't see this as being I, something that can have more than one. Season. I, I see on, it as being a limited TV. Yeah, on Wikipedia, event. on Wikipedia, it labeled it as a mini series. Yeah, so I I see that that's how this has to be. Really, this has to be a a drawn out sort of event that then leads into more later. So, which I'm kind of fine with. It yeah, it's it seems like it's kind of. Like for a fan of the MCU, this is sort of perfect television. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I definitely um, definitely feel the same. So, well, it's a bit of a, any other. Uh, it was a points you want to cover. It, it was a bit of a lighter episode as a whole. Um, a lot of like a lot of the points we touched upon feel like repeating. Like I want to mm. say Agnes as a character. I think I. I'm very fascinated with her. She has this awareness. And I think that people in general, like sometimes they have more awareness than they've had before. Like they pass a mailman and the mailman says, Oh, don't worry, kids. Your mom won't let the dog get too far, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, and he, it's this awareness that she is sort of in control. And Agnes like has had, had, had two moments of sort of breaking out of character in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only breaking out a character, but just accepting the things that are going on. I, in some ways, I think maybe here's another sort of suggestion that perhaps the people that are fighting it the most are the ones that are least aware. The ones that, so like when Norm's broken out, it seems like he completely panics and 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 is like scrambling to just you know try and get back. It's I, I imagine though that maybe Agnes is sort of just okay accepting the yeah. accepting the commands that she's being given. And so because of that, she's re- retaining a little bit of herself. She's playing along with the role. So it's not affecting her as strongly. It's not forcing her too much because she's just doing what is the, if, uh, I think Monica says that, Oh, she could hear the Scarlet, Witch's is voice in her head. And, and there was a suppressive feeling. So maybe, maybe by not, by not trying to resist it so much, it doesn't force you as much. Yeah, and we see we saw Monica seem to gain her awareness of the illusion in the episode where she's helping um, uh, Wanda to give birth. And so there's this like late level, there's this point where Monica becomes goes from Geraldine, oh, like sort of crazy caricature of a 70s black lady and becomes Monica helping her deliver the baby. Like that's not, that's not really Geraldine in those moments. That mm-hmm. feels like Monica yeah. as we know, looking back at her. Mm-hmm. And we know that at that time, you know, Wanda's powers were kind of in haywire. And maybe at that point, that's when she lost a little control. Like she stopped, you know, forcing the submission upon some people, Monica being kind of a fighter, you know, maybe a strong of will was able to overcome it. Agnes and uh, outside with, um, the neighbor at the maybe both of them were becoming more aware. And because they haven't given her any reason to resubmit, uh, they've remained aware since then. And same thing with the doctor. The doctor was, Oh, I don't think we're going to be able to vacation now. And, and it was in those moments that Monica regained her information about Ultron. And that's when she was banished. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I want to, uh, mention a few things. 
so I think, you know, Ryan's been trying to stay away from a lot of any, and, you know, watching any YouTube videos where people talk about Easter eggs and things like that. I, I saw, I saw that there was a film theory on how it's going to end and I'm not going to touch it until it's over. Yeah. So me, I'm a little more like, or I, even before the show came out, I was kind of looking at all the potential things that could happen and how things could go. And I have watched some, but, but I've tried to take it the stance of not watching too many of those. I don't want to spoil it for myself. I want our um, reviews and everything we say to be more or less genuine, but I do want to comment on things that before WandaVision had come out and what is essentially a pretty well circulated uh, basis for where they're drawing a lot of the inspiration for WandaVision and using that as a little bit of prediction to it's it's a house of, so it's a house of M Uh, it's Wanda and vision, which is Wanda and vision is a small comic series where it was literally Wanda and vision trying to live regular ish life. So that's where we kind of get this, you know, sitcom vibe. There's um, house of M which is where Wanda, I believe she blanks out. She, she, there's a bunch of reality bending things going on and she, uh, stops, uh, destroys all mutants, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if that happens at house M or the other of the three comics that they're getting, uh, an inspiration from which is Avengers disassembled. So in one of those, in one of them, there's a reality breaking thing where Wanda removes all mutants and just like destroys all mutants and brings some of them back from the dead. Uh, and then in another one, there's where uh, Mephisto, so the the Satan, the devil of, of the MCU. This is or, something I've heard, and that's why I sort of referenced the devil earlier. Yeah, and so uh, he, along with um, like Doctor P- Master of Pandemonium, they are the ones that sort of manifest this uh, Wanda to have children. Like the children are Wanda's, but they're also like the devil's babies, um, which is like kind of a you know that's it's a pretty uh you know. I don't know if that's going to sit well with a lot of like American families. So maybe they're not going to go quite as deep into it like that. Yeah. May this character, they may not frame as being the devil devil, but yeah, they might say it's a, you know, analog. They're just saying he's called Mephisto and he has devil like powers. Um, But so I think we're definitely going to see, I I see a lot of the influence that they suggested from all those things, this reality bending, this bringing people back to life. This apparently we, we saw in the house of M the, literal removing of all mutants but now the mcu already doesn't have mutants so yeah. we could be seeing it turned on its head again this subversion where this is where we introduce all the mutants where all the mutants become a thing now because of wanda she brings them into this reality and this is where we get the question of are is the mcu looking to treat those hardcore fans with oh you guys you guys knew you guys knew what what was happening the whole time. You knew it was Mephisto and that the House of M is going to happen. She's going to bring back all the mutants. Or, or is WandaVision going to try and subvert those people's ex- expectations as well? Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I really tr- see that they... I feel like the writers are s- savvy and they see what all these people are putting out online. So... I think while they're taking a lot of inspiration, I think they are going to try and subvert what we're expecting. So, but we, it remains to be seen. So maybe they're just kind of get it, kind of give us what we all want. Cause in the end, I, when, when they do things that kind of just give me what I want, it makes me feel good. But when they trick me a little bit, when they did, you know, Peter Maximoff instead of Pietro, that also kind of made me feel good. So, yeah, I'm, I am so excited for next episode. I want to see, I, I, I really like Evan Peters as an actor. I think like, I think we're going to see him be a funny guy at first, but I think we're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to think to wrap it up, I mean, that's kind of maybe a, touching on your final thoughts. 
my final thoughts, I feel the same. Uh, this series has really now gotten to the place I expected it to get to. I'm very excited to see it every week now. I, I want to see how this mystery unfolds, um, and I'm really enjoying it. I Yeah, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, so um, can't wait till next week. Really want to see where everything goes. Hope that all my conspiracy theories are totally true, and then I'm just an absolute genius. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So, well, right. I think that's it. Until next time, this is Robert. And Ryan. Have a good one, folks. Yep.